This is Class Nine, Chapter Three, The Little Girl from Beehive. To the little girl, he was a figure to be feared and avoided. Every morning before going to work, he came into her room and gave her a casual kiss, to which she responded with "Goodbye, father," and oh. There was a glad sense of relief when she heard the noise of carriage growing fainter and fainter down the long road. In the evening, when he came home, she stood near the staircase and heard his loud voice in the hall, "Bring me my tea into the drawing room. Hasn't the paper come yet? Mother, go and see if my paper's out there, and bring me my slippers." Kezia, the mother would call to her. If you're a good girl you can come down and take off father's boots. Slowly the girl would slip down the stairs, more slowly still across the hall and push open the drawing room door. By the time he had his spectacles on and looked at her over them in a way that was terrifying to the little girl. Well, Kezia, hurry up and pull off these boots and take them outside. Have you been a good girl today? I don't know, father. You don't know if you stutter like that mother will have to take you to the doctor She never stuttered with other people had quite given it up but only with father because then she was trying so hard to say the words properly What's the matter what are you looking so rested about mother i wish you taught this child not to appear on the brink of suicide here kezia carry my teacup back to the table carefully He was so big, his hand and his neck, especially his mouth when he yawned. Thinking about him alone was like thinking about a giant. On Sunday afternoons, grandmother sent her down to the drawing room to have a nice talk with father and mother. But the little girl always found mother reading and father stretched out on the sofa, his handkerchief on his face, his feet on one of the best cushions. sleeping soundly and snoring she sat on a stool gravely watched him until he woke and stretched and asked the time and then looked at her don't stare so kezia you look like a little brown owl one day when she was kept indoors with a cold her grandmother told her that father's birthday was next week and suggested she should make him a pin cushion for a gift out of a beautiful piece of yellow silk Laboriously with a double cotton the little girl stitched three sides but what to fill it with that was the question the grandmother was out in the garden and she wandered into mother's bedroom to look for scraps on the bed table she discovered a great many sheets of fine paper gathered them up tore them into tiny pieces and stuffed her case then sewed up the fourth side that night There was a hue and cry in the house. Father's great speech for the port authority had been lost. Rooms were searched, servants questioned. Finally, mother came into Kezia's room. Kezia, I suppose you didn't see some papers on a table in our room? Oh yes, she said. I tore them up for my surprise. What? screamed mother. Come straight down to the dining room this instant. and she was dragged down to where father was pacing to and fro hands behind his back well he said sharply mother explained he stopped and stared at the child did you do that 
No, she whispered. Mother, go up to her room and fetch down the damned thing. See that the child's put to bed this instant. Crying too much to explain, she lay in the shadowed room, watching the evening light make a sad little pattern on the floor. Then father came into the room with a ruler in his hands. I am going to beat you for this, he said. Oh, no, no, she screamed, hiding under the bedclothes. He pulled them aside. Sit up, he ordered, and hold out your hands. You must be taught once and for all not to touch what does not belong to you. But it was for your birthday. Down came the ruler on her little pink palms. Hours later, when grandmother had wrapped her in a shawl and rocked her in the rocking chair, the child clung to her soft body. What did God make fathers for? She sobbed. Here's a clean hanky, darling. Blow your nose. Go to sleep, pet. You'll forget all about it in the morning. I tried to explain to father, but he was too upset to listen tonight. But the child never forgot. Next time she saw him, she quickly put both hands behind her back and a red color flew into her cheeks. The McDonald's lived next door. They had five children. Looking through a gap in the fence, the little girl saw them playing tag in the evening. The father with the baby, Mao, on his shoulder. Two little girls, hanging on to his coat pockets, ran round and round the flower beds, shaking with laughter. Once, she saw the boys turn the hose on him, and he tried to catch them laughing all the time. Then it was she decided there were different sorts of fathers. Suddenly, one day, mother became ill, and she and grandmother went to hospital. The little girl was left alone in house with Alice, the cook. That was alright in the daytime, but while Alice was putting her to bed, she grew suddenly afraid. What will I do if I have a nightmare? she asked. I often have nightmares, then Granny takes me into her bed. I can't stay in the dark, it all gets whispery. You just go to sleep, child, said Alice, pulling off her socks. And don't you scream and wake your poor pa. But the same old nightmare came, the butcher with a knife and rope, who came nearer and nearer, smiling that dreadful smile, while she could not move, could only stand still, crying out, Grandma, Grandma, she woke shivering to see father beside her bed, a candle in his hands. What's the matter? he said. Oh, a butcher, a knife. I want granny. He blew out the candle, bent down, and caught up the child in his arms, carrying her along the passage to the big bedroom. A newspaper was on the bed. He put away the paper, then carefully tucked up the child. He lay down beside her, half asleep still, still with the butcher's smile all about her it seemed. She crept close to him, snuggled her head under his arm, held tightly to his shirt. Then the dog did not matter. She lay still. Here, rub your feet against my legs and get them warm, said father. Tired out, he slept before the little girl. A funny feeling came over her. Poor father, not so big after all and with no one to look after him. He was harder than grandmother, but it was a nice hardness. 
and every day he had to work and was too tired to be a Mr. MacDonald. She had torn up all his beautiful writing. She stirred suddenly and sighed. What's the matter? asked her father. Another dream? Oh, said the little girl. My head's on your heart and I can hear it going. What a big heart you've got, father dear. Thanks for listening. Follow NCRT Audiobooks on YouTube, Spotify and all other platforms.